So it's been so long since I've actually tried to record anything that uh, my microphone is noisy. I'm not sure what's plugged into what and uh, how to actually do this well. And so I'm probably not doing it well, but um, I'm also enjoying a cup of tea, a vanilla rooibos. Is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. I'm into tea now. This has become my latest fad. It was um, it was because I've been doing this intermittent fasting for several months and uh, not having creamer in my coffee in the morning, and I've been longing for that creamy goodness. And then uh, my wife was making tea, and uh, she said it would be good with some cream in it, and so I was within the window of time that I'm quote-unquote allowed to have cream and uh had some and it was just so damn good that uh so i'm gonna take a sip now Mm-mm-mm. it was so good that uh i just started having tea like every single afternoon when i came home from work tea time and then i went to visit my mom over thanksgiving break and uh, i had purchased like a tea of the month club type of a thing from this local uh tea place where she lives and she had a lot of uh tea that she wasn't able to drink stored up so we were trying the different teas and um yeah I'm just now I'm into all all kinds of different teas the caveat that it has to be compatible with having cream in it and so that's what I'm doing I'm having some tea and uh, I'm just checking in to make sure that I still know how to operate all the machinery here, which I clearly don't. And, um, yeah, I'm not really sure exactly what to say. I haven't been actually, uh, what you've been calling lighten up the world with my creativity. I had a couple interesting things happen since the last time I recorded. Um, I had another 15 minutes of, of podcasting fame, uh, a long time ago few years ago, a couple of years ago, um, my buddy and I were having uh, lunch at this place, and he's a big libertarian guy, and Gary Johnson, the uh, former governor of New Mexico, and I believe at the time he was a candidate, maybe he was running for Senate, um, and he was doing an event, so I went with my buddy to listen to him talk. And we were sitting there eating, having a beer, and this guy sat down next to us. And he started talking to us, just introduced himself, and we were chatting. And I realized I recognized his voice. And it turned out to be the journalist Matt Welch, who works for Reason Magazine. He was there to cover the Gary Johnson event. And I recognized his voice because I had been listening to a podcast that he does with Michael Moynihan and Camille Foster called The Fifth Column. And at the time, I don't know how big of a podcast it was. And, you know, in the podcasting universe, you think that the podcasts you listen to are maybe bigger than they actually are. But 
I know that the this podcast has grown and the profile of the fifth column has grown and these guys Matt Welch was just on real time with Bill Maher this weekend and all the the guys on the fifth column podcast have been on that show and they go on various other news shows and their podcast is popular enough that they're making money off it and whatnot so um so anyway uh I was chatting with them and then Matt Welch actually mentioned the meeting with me on the podcast on the next episode. And uh, it was funny because he, he told, when he told the story, he, he kind of was shitting on me a little bit, <laughs> which was funny. He described me as like some dude bro. Um, I was wearing sunglasses and he, he called me a scowly bro at one point that somehow my, my, um, uh, tough exterior melted away once I realized I recognized his voice. I found this to be really weird because I, of course, would not perceive myself that way at all. And then, um, but it was still fun that he, he mentioned me and he actually gave me a shout out, my, my Twitter handle, because um, I, I don't know, I must have given it to him. Um, so he mentioned me on the podcast and even though, like I said, the way he told the story wasn't <laughs> maybe what I was hoping for. Wasn't super flattering. Look, look we have pe- people that listen all over. That's true. Speaking of which, so. I wanted to uh, shout out before uh, I get uh, too drunk on Camille's Hennessy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, uh, that's that's racist. There I was in Las Cruces, uh, New Mexico, uh, two days ago. I think. What are we? Monday here. We're yes. doing this. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Saturday, um, at like a, a, a small uh, Gary Johnson event. Um, he's running for Senate there. And <laughs> what uh, year is it? Uh, <laughs> no, no kidding. Uh, so I, uh, this is the only uh, part of the day that I'm going to be able to, to eat any food. So I go and I sit down next to, to a couple of dude bros who look like they must be there, mm-hmm. uh, for the Gary Johnson thing. And I say hello and you know, they're awkward and, uh, and, uh, we get to talking Wait, and, and libertarians. Yeah, yeah. They're awkward. Uh, and the one wearing a Joe Rogan shirt, who was, who was, oh, pretty, yeah. who was pretty standoffish. Like yeah. his, his, uh, his friend was like, Hey, you know, it's great. Gary Johnson's great. And you know, you guys do great work at reason, this kind of stuff. And I'm doing a lot of hand uh, signals here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Joe Rogan, like, uh, sunglasses, scally bro. Um, I'm talking for a while and then he, and then he turns and says, wait a second. <laughs> I recognize your voice. Yeah. <laughs> like you didn't recognize me. You didn't recognize no. your name, or like wasn't listening no. during the name part. Yeah. But recognized the sound of my voice. It is really offensive. As a, <laughs> first of all, everyone can screech at you, except that uh, that no. uh, I don't do any funny accents. But um, uh, no, he recognized. It he's such a, a dedicated fifth column uh, listener. Suddenly, he like smiled for the first time. I think in months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, so that's Isaac broke a, broke a hip when he smiled. <laughs> It was just kind of funny because, you know, you're listening to a podcast and then you hear yourself referenced and it's just uh, kind of surreal. Well, fast forward to a couple of weeks ago, last week, within the last two weeks, um, hmm, Vanilla Roibos, um, I was listening to another podcast that I really enjoy called Tangentially Speaking. And this is a podcast hosted by a guy named Chris Ryan. He's uh, he's a writer. He's written a couple best-selling books. One is called Sex at Dawn, and the other is called Civilized to Death. He's been on a lot of other podcasts. I think he, when he went on the Joe Rogan Experience, um, and he's been on that podcast several times, his profile really jumped up. So I think he's got a fairly popular podcast. 
Um, not a huge one, but it's one of my favorites. And I'm actually, you know, support him on, you know, uh, the subscription thing. And so I've listened to, you know, hundreds of hours of this guy talking. And he he did a podcast and I um, somehow, I, you know, I just had some thoughts about it. Like I didn't really agree with his perspective and I was, uh, I just, you know, I had a response and I was thinking, well, maybe I can write him a little note since I'm a subscriber and I went onto the website and I couldn't figure out how to do it. And so I went on Reddit and there's a Reddit, a subreddit that's relatively small. So it's not kind of overwhelming, but people post after they listen to tangentially speaking episodes and have discussions about it. So I went in there and I, I gave my two cents and it got a lot of engagement. I mean, lots of people were commenting back and forth. I almost regretted it immediately that I, that I posted on there. And, um, cause I just, you know, I almost never post on social media these days and I just don't have the time to, you know, respond to people. And I, w- I didn't know what to expect, but I was getting a lot of responses and I'm, you know, I, I tend to put a lot of thought into when I do write something on a forum or an email or a social media type of interaction. And so I was going back and forth with these random strangers who listen to the podcast and lo and behold, Chris Ryan himself jumps in there and he thanks me and the others for the, the interesting discussion. And then he says that he's going to basically dedicate the next podcast to responding to this. And I was like, oh my God, you got to be kidding me. So <laughs> sure enough, the next episode, I mean, he begins the thing by, again, he, he names me, he reads my response and he responds directly to me. So it was just, uh, again, it's surreal. You're listening to this podcast and you feel like you have some sort of uh, connection to the host after a while because he, you've got their voice in, in your ears for uh, just so many hours. But of course you understand that, you know, it's a one-way thing. But then, then that fourth wall being broken or however you want to describe it. So he's just basically, he dedicated an entire episode just to responding to what I wrote. And then we had another little brief exchange on Reddit. So it was another 15 minutes of podcasting fame. But it's just funny that you know, I really only listen to a handful of podcasts and I've been mentioned on two of them already just because of uh, just coincidental shit. Chris and many of us seems to be very online in terms of news consumption and he already holds a worldview that sees modern society as a shitstorm heading toward the fan. I'm not denying that it is a shitstorm in many ways, nor am I denying that bad shit happens every day. I just think it's a fine line between accurately perceiving the full spectrum of what's happening in the world and having one's perceptions distorted to the point of affecting one's mental health. And then he goes on and gives some examples. So as you can hear, this is a very intelligent person and he's making uh, a good point. Uh, The user's name is Isaac Dust, so I assume it is a dude. So I definitely agree with Isaac Dust's um, thesis. However, so anyway, 
that's my response to uh, Isaac Dust and that line of argument. <laughs> For what it's worth. But that was fun. Otherwise, what can I tell you? Um, I did just spend, you know, hours playing music in my little studio here. It's just the motivation to uh, record things, record podcasts, publish things. Just, it's not, it hasn't been there. And this is something that I know I've spoken about a million times. I I don't know what it is. Uh, I'm 51 years old. Uh, I've sort of lost the, whatever that thing is where I might be craving attention and, uh, or connection, but it was fun. I guess it was fun to have that sense of connection, um, in regards to the tangentially speaking podcast. And it did inspire me briefly. So I kind of went onto my, my website and was thinking, do I want to, you know, after taking a couple years off, do I want to kind of jump back into this and start recording things. And I get stuck in the usual quagmires where um, everything is so saturated. You know, there's so many podcasts, there's so many people speaking their mind, giving their takes, giving their opinions on everything under the sun. It's just, it's a, it's too noisy and I'm trying to scale back and I don't want to really just add to the noise. I don't really know what I can contribute. I sort of have my pet topics um, the degradation of human attention, um, via, you know, the algorithms and social media. And that's been one that I've harped on a lot and I still am interested in, uh, you know, thinking through those things. Johan Hari has a book out now called stolen focus and he's making the rounds. And it's really just on that topic about how, you know, technology and al- the algorithms have really change the way we can pay attention, really degraded uh, many of our capacities to pay attention. And he sort of maps a way out of this. Um, Tristan Harris is still uh, going strong with his uh, Center for Humane Technology and uh, his podcast, Your Undivided Attention, it's called. And he's been on a lot of high-profile things. He did that... um, Netflix documentary, The Social Dilemma. And I'm continuing to be just interested in that area because I, you know, I work in as a school counselor. I just see now kids younger and younger. I see what it's it's doing to their attention. I see what being on social media and being on devices all the time, especially in the pandemic times, has done to kids' uh, attention, attention spans and sense of self. And so I do have some... Uh, not only opinions on that, but that's something I have maybe some degree of expertise in. And this is another thing that I, I'm struggling with. It's also, if you've listened to this, you know that I'm, I'm very anti-identitarian. I, I just, I genuinely feel that much of the discourse when it comes to identity, whether that's race, gender, anything like that is really misguided, um, by people that are on the left side of the spectrum, which is almost everybody I hang out with. I think um, it's a well-intentioned social justice um, philosophies and policies, I think, are actually doing more harm than good. And I think about this, you know, from a philosophical and 
psychological lens and but you know that's one of those topics where that's really become bogged down and sort of woke versus anti-woke stuff and culture war stuff and i wonder if making noise on that kind of stuff helps i mean i know no one's listening to any of this anyway so who gives a shit but uh yeah i don't i don't know so i'm not really motivated to participate in discussions like that because there's just so many too many voices on that already and um, my other interests have changed, you know, I, I have that other website called Integral Health Resources, and my, in, you know, I'm just not as interested in that framework anymore, and yet I still, um, as a mental health professional, I feel like this is really my only uh, real area of expertise. Um, oh, that's good rooibos. Um it's something that, uh, yeah, I mean, I think I, I really do have a certain vantage point there. I've been a mental health professional for decades, and I'm currently uh, working with kids. And so my takes when it comes to that, I think have a little bit more weight, a little more gravitas, and maybe could be more useful. And sometimes, you know, I do get motivated because I, I think, you know, I know I'm, I'm a bit of a contrarian when it comes to all of these things, but I see even in my own job now, um, they are going in directions that I think are just not the right directions. I think they're going to, it's going to make everything worse. Um, and so I really want to raise my voice, not just to... Uh, be right and prove everyone else wrong, although I'm sure that's part of it. Um, but because I think it actually matters, you know, I don't want to see uh, the kindergarten kids in my class sitting around in circles and having um, these ideas about identity like instantiated in their little minds when they're not there uh, to begin with. I just don't, I want to push back on some of what I see happening in my field. And I also worry, uh, my, uh, supervisors are now starting to go so far in that direction that I'm being put in positions that are very awkward. Um, there's a training coming up that's super duper woke social justice and it involves kind of, uh, this cult like, you know, pledge thing at the end. And, I know that I can't, I can't go along with that stuff, but I also don't want to like ruin the whole thing for everybody because I'm just incapable of uh, going along with that. And when I feel that social pressure to, to go along with something, I just, I get uh, self-righteous and angry and push back too hard usually. So, you know, at some point I'd be worried about this job that I really love and being pushed out of it, which really isn't inconceivable because my, my field, like the field of medicine and psychology and many other fields has just so wholeheartedly embraced the idea that, um, you need to be a social justice activist in a very particular way in order to work in this field. And so I feel like I'm heading toward a, a point there where that's 
going to become a very important issue. And, and I want to work on also my ability to have these discussions and recognize that everybody has good intentions and I could be wrong about various things, but I, I want to be able to communicate skillfully, skillfully enough so that I can have discussions and maybe someone persuades me, maybe I persuade them, but at least, uh, you know, I feel like it'd be important to have somebody, um, raising their voice, but not in a culture war shout down way, but in a skillful way that, uh, recognizes, um, common goals and, and good intentions and all that. So I think I am someone that can do that. And I'm wondering, yeah, do I really need to come out of my shell and be that person? So it's possible I'm going to do that via uh, more writing and podcasting, but it's tough because, you know, when you have a full-time job, you're just exhausted. This week has been so tiring. I mean, I've had kids running away from the school, um, sexual abuse stuff coming out with kids. I've had kids with scissors pointed up to their necks and threatening and suicide. I've had parents making suicidal gestures, uh, all kinds of behavior problems. So it's, uh, it's been a very difficult little stretch at work. We're very short staffed because of COVID. We have just people out all the time. And then those of us who are showing up to work are taking on a much heavier burden, take, happen to take on other people's jobs in addition to our own. And so that's forever my issue. You know, you just come home and you're, and you're dead tired and you just, uh, you think that you're going to sit in your studio and record and, and work on your hobbies and your passions. But when that life force is, uh, degraded to a certain point, then it's, it's very difficult to do that. So anyway, I'm going to keep trying. It's a Sunday. I'm hanging out in my studio. I just felt like firing up the microphone and getting back on this horse for the 900th time, uh, musically, you know, I've been doing a lot of playing. I have song ideas piling up just month after month that I never go back and develop, but that's, you know, what else is new? And, uh, yeah, I always think one of these days I'm going to just make, uh, the music and the podcasting such a priority that, uh, I'm going to really develop these skills and, you know, who knows? I mean, like I said, I don't really have goals of, uh, gaining listeners or followers, but it is a skill that I enjoy getting better at. So we'll see, but it's, uh, it's a new year and, um, hopefully work will be a little more mellow in the coming weeks. So I'll have some more time. So that's it. Just wanted to check in and, uh, who the hell knows when I'll do this again, but anyone that does listen to this, take care of yourself and I'll check in with you later.
guitar is tuned down to C. Yeah, you heard that right. Capo's in the first fret, so you kind of got a C drop, C sharp. And this is the G shape. When I was young and green Thought I knew everything Well now I'm old And I've lost everything Calm down, relax, my son. Calm down, like the setting sun. done everything no stones unturned no road unknown but hey Pick up 